Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to a new week. Oh, hold on a second. I just want to grab something. Hello. Meet baby Joel. He joined our family on July 18th, so we've been missing everybody the past couple of weeks, but this is what's been going on in our household. Um, I wanted to introduce him to our church family and for those of you who are joining us tonight, our other friends and family, well, this is just a bonus. Um, we certainly miss the fact of being able to be in person with you all and pass him around hot potato. Um, oh, was that a kiss? I'll give you one. Um, but I certainly enjoy the opportunity to introduce him if you haven't already heard uh, about his arrival to you, all, to you all via the internet. So hello, and look at who do you look like? Hmm? Maybe we'll take a poll and, you know, put that on the, on the info, newarkupc.info. No, I'm kidding. He's definitely a little mini Arash. So anyway, we just wanted to greet you and I wanted to share him with you all. Now I need to get rid of him as my distraction because all of us have distractions uh, when it comes to the videos and watching them and including me, I've got to get rid of mine. So I'll be right back. And I'm back. So yes, welcome to a new week, which means a new topic. And I want to thank you, Daisy, for introducing our topic for this week, which is finding the will of God. So that's a really big uh, topic to do in a week, but it's not impossible. And our teachers this week and our lessons are going to um, tackle this topic from different angles. And some of the things we're going to be looking at include what is our part as the church in the will of God? And are we sometimes in the way of his will being accomplished? What it means to have the heart of a servant. We'll also be looking at how to hear the voice of God in your life. And how we as the church, as his spirit-filled believers, um, can better understand where our place is in the body of Christ. So I hope that you're looking forward to diving into this topic this week. I know I have enjoyed um, studying it. So let's turn to the scriptures. Tonight's lesson, uh, what I want to look at in scripture is kind of take this, this big picture approach to the will of God what and what it is. Um, and so I have chosen a few scriptures, and there's many, many, many more but i have chosen a few i'm going to read through here um, to just show how clear scripture is on what the will of god is um, which is finding salvation the will of god is that all will find salvation in him through the gospel of jesus christ that all would be saved and so let's look at a couple of these scriptures jesus speaking in luke chapter 4 verse 19 He is referencing the Old Testament um, book of Isaiah. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, 
to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's one of my favorite Old Testament and I guess New Testament passages. We find it in both. The will of God is, John uh, chapter 14, verse 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is speaking here. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the very familiar passage to a lot of us, which is, um, the will of God is, out of John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The Gospel of John, I read a couple passages out of, out of um, that Gospel right now, but it's just littered with Jesus revealing himself as the salvation of the world. Uh, we have Jesus uh, as the light of the world. Jesus as the bread of life. Uh, Jesus as the good shepherd. And amongst other passages. Um, and so the will of God we're seeing out of scripture is that all would find, the world all would find salvation in him. And I think about just all the, the, the Christian hymns, the old hymns that we sing at church, and we miss so much right now singing those together. And uh, But I think of those songs, I think of some of the contemporary songs um, on the radio or however you play it through through your device that sing about God's will being the savior of the world, that all will find salvation through him. It's why Jesus suffered on the cross uh, and died on the cross. And it's why Jesus rose again and has come back to us um, as the comforter through the Holy Spirit. And it's why we serve. The church serves the living God. He is living in this world um, so that all will find salvation in him. You know, as we often hear, I can just hear Pastor Steve uh, preaching, and, and it, this has been echoed through the teaching and preaching of our pastoral team members as well. But, you know, God doesn't need humans. He doesn't need people, and he doesn't need his church to accomplish his will here on earth. He is the all-knowing, the, you know, ever-present. He is the all-powerful, almighty God of the universe. And he really doesn't need us imperfect humans to accomplish his will. However, for whatever reason, and maybe one day we'll find out on the other side, I don't know, maybe God doesn't, won't, won't choose to share it with us. Why? But for whatever reason, God has chosen to use people to use his church, those who are committed to his will and his ways um, to accomplish his will that all will be saved here on earth. There's the, the, those Christian songs that say the church were his hands and his feet. Get that gospel message out to all corners of the world. And so for whatever reason, God has extended an invitation to us to accomplish his will here on earth and participate in that, to be participants. Just like his disciples, you know, Jesus didn't need them in his earthly ministry here on earth 
to uh, spread the gospel. He didn't, he, he didn't need the 12. In fact, I'm sure, I wonder if Jesus, you know, if he was hindered a bit because of them. <laughs> um, but he chose to invite each disciple to follow him and um, to fulfill his, his will uh, on earth through committing their ways um, to his ways. And so today, as the church, we are still invited, just like the disciples were, to um, commit our will and our ways, you know, submit our will and our ways, abandon our will and our ways um, to the will of God. You know, Jesus in that garden, before going to the cross, cried out to God and said, not my will, but your will be done. And so that leads us to our next question here. Okay, well, if we accept this invitation from God to be participants participants in fulfilling his will here on earth, what's our part in that? How do we participate in that? And again, we can turn to scriptures and find answers. And I've chosen a passage from the Old and then the New Testament. I think echo, they sound alike um, in providing some instruction and answer for us. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3 says, Commit your actions, your works, in other words, to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Another translation said, And the Lord will establish your plans. So again, it's that abandonment of our will and our ways so that we can um, walk in his will and his ways. The plan for his church, God's plan for his church is that we participate in fulfilling his will here on earth. The NET Bible provides some insight into this verse that I liked and I wanted to share. It says that um, Proverbs 16 verse 3 portrays this complete dependence on God. Abandonment of self um, is required to be in his will and to be participants. Um, And it says this would be accomplished with the spirit of humility and by means of prayer. Uh, Later this week, we're going to be hearing from another teacher about the heart of a servant. And certainly humility is a part of that. It says, but the plan must be approved by God. So I really liked this as well. The NET says that um, the Proverbs passage, when it says commit your actions or your works to the Lord, that it means the works you are currently doing. What you are doing right now, commit it to the Lord. It also means that future as well. It also means um, the works that you want to do or the works that you will do. Commit those to the Lord. And so I liked that insight because it reminded me of a New Testament passage that we find out of Colossians. uh, Chapter 3, verse 23 reads, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. This is Paul speaking to the church. 
Another translation, the NET Bible that I'm using tonight, says, whatever you are doing, work at it with enthusiasm as to the Lord and not for people. So we're hearing the same thing from that Proverbs passage here in the New Testament. Paul is saying, and what he's referring to is, he said to the church, whatever you are doing, that means right now, whatever you're doing right now, do it with soul. I liked that. Do it with from your soul. So whatever you're doing, whatever you are doing right now, the plans that are right now, do it from your soul as to the Lord and not for people. And it also means that whatever you're going to do, do it from the soul as unto the Lord. So it covers what we should be doing now. It covers whatever God's plan is for us in the future. And I just really liked that. As the church, when we participate in accomplishing the will of God, he is calling us to whatever is set before us right now, do that unto him. And whatever he has planned for us to participate in in the future, do it well for him. Do it from the soul. So I thought of a couple examples to kind of um, uh, to, 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 to be an example of what I'm talking about as far as the actions um, and how we as the church can commit ourselves, commit what we're doing uh, wherever we find ourselves in life to the Lord. I thought about how, you know, these shifts in my life so far, um, you know, I, earlier on as a, a young teenager going to college, committed my, committed, committed everything I had to that, to the study, um, because when life changed and I went from a student to a career woman, I put that energy that I had while I was a student and that had ended, I put all that energy into being uh, uh, into my jobs. And then as uh, my life changed and got married and started having a family, um, I became an at-home mom and so I went from um, a career woman and I put the energy I was using, I had there into uh, uh, being an at-home mom. And so what I'm trying to, to kind of demonstrate is the change in my commitment and my actions, the work I'm doing, but I put in the energy from being a student into, the ener into being a a career woman, from being a career woman into being an at-home mom. And so this kind of progression. And so in the same sense, maybe this is a better example. Um, I thought of the other example is, you know, growing up uh, in Colorado, my family uh, was part of a home missions church. That's a church that started in a home um, with just eight people my family of four and my pastor's family of four. We started at my mom's living room. That's what church looked like, eight people. Um, and we had this piano actually behind me, same piano I had growing up and now I have it in my home. And uh, we held services and 
you know, sang songs all together and uh, did all the church things um, until we moved into a building. And from there, um, you know, grew as a, as, into a small church, but we did grow. And, you know, when you're a part of a smaller assembly, the work in the kingdom um, of God is, is, there's as much there as there is for a big church, but you don't have the numbers that a big church has. You have your smaller numbers um, as being a smaller home missions work. And so uh, I thought about how um, there were times where I, as a young adult, I was prayer coordinator, Sunday school teacher, cleanup crew, setup crew, uh, uh, youth leader, um, uh, ladies ministry, usher, greeter, worship leader, uh, you know, member of the, of the um, uh, teaching, you know, that we had opportunities to teach as well in our church. And um, so there are a lot of ways that I served in the kingdom in that home missions church. Um, you know, I, one thing we're going to be looking at this week is um, how God calls us to specifics as well. There are specific callings in the church that um, believers can be called to. But that's not where my lesson is going tonight. That's another lesson for another day. But my focus tonight is um, there may be specifics that God calls you to in your walk with him and in your prayer time. And uh, however, the church is called to participation. Participation in what? In fulfilling his will here on earth. Well, what's his will here on earth? That all be saved. And so there's always kingdom work, if we want to say it that way. There's always kingdom work to do. And so these passages out of the Old and the New Testament um, that we just looked at, Paul and then the Proverbs passage, both admonishing the church and encouraging the church to say, whatever task is before you, do it and do it unto the God. And whatever is in your future, do it and do it unto God. And so um, in my example of being part of a home missions church, there were a lot of tasks that I would not say I was called to. Toilet brush, uh, you know, ministry. Um, I wouldn't say that I was called to that. However, uh, I served in a lot of different ways um, in the, doing kingdom work because um, when you're in a home missions work, you don't have 100 people to sign up for 100 different things. Um, you do what's before you. And uh, that's the point I think that I'm trying to make tonight is that in the kingdom of God as his people and participants in the world today and through accomplishing his, his will here on earth. We might have a specific calling from the Lord, but let's not wait to be participants in accomplishing his will here on earth in accepting that invitation from him for, uh, you know, a, a, a greater calling or for a really specific calling. Those will come in your walk with God, if that's what he has for you. 
Um, but what he has for his church is whatever you're doing right now, whatever is before you, and whatever is uh, in the future, do it unto the Lord. Commit, commit to his will and his ways and be participants in his kingdom work. And so if tonight you're waiting to understand what the will of God is for your life, I hope this kind of bigger, this kind of macro view of the will of God um, has provided you with an answer that you are a participant right now if you accept his invitation. And so whatever is before you, you know, be that, um, uh, participate in what is before you now, whatever you're doing, as Paul said, whatever you're doing right now. And if you're not doing something, there is always something to do. As uh, you know, you find out really quick in a home missions church, there's always something to be a part of um, because you're, there's always a, a lots of work to do and fewer hands to do it in those smaller churches. I hope tonight's lesson brings a little clarity though on that, on finding um, the will of God in your life and us as the church and individual members as well, responding to God's invitation. And so this brings me to our engagement for this week, our call to action as the church. And it's summed up in two little words that hopefully make it easy to remember. Listen and act. What we'd like uh, each of us to do is to listen for the voice of God in your life. That means however God leads you, however he speaks to you in your life, um, listen for his voice and what he is asking um, you to do, and then act on that. So we want to encourage everybody also that, you know, finding the will of God, this is a really big topic and, and can seem kind of overwhelming. So we encourage you, reach out to your small group, somebody in it to, to pray with you. Uh, reach out to your friend in the church to pray with you. We have the pastoral team. We would love to pray with you um, and listen for the voice of God in your life and then to act on it. If you would close with me now in prayer, I didn't open with it because I was distracted by the baby. So let's close in prayer tonight together. Would, would you with me? Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the invitation to be part of how you fulfill your will, will here on earth. How can we be a part, Lord, of your salvation message reaching the corners of the earth, our worlds, the people in them? Lord, we pray that this week we all find a time to listen for your voice and to hear, Lord, how you are, what you are calling us to in the work that you have to do here on earth. There's still a lot of it left and you have made us participants as long as we accept that invitation from you. And we thank you for that, Lord. God, I ask that you bless each and every person who is listening tonight, God. Help us, Lord, to draw closer to you and to better know your voice. We bless your holy name tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.